0: What is inner strength and can we develop it? Well, one woman who's had to dig deep into her inner strength is TV presenter and author Katie Piper, who was the target of a brutal acid attack in 2008, which uh, badly burned her face and damaged her eyesight. Katie joins us now. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for for joining us um, to talk about this. Now. Take us back to 2008, I know you have spoken about this a lot, but after after your uh, attack, uh, when the dust had settled, what kind of emotions were you dealing with at that point?
1: Um, I think all of the emotions I experienced have been a real roller coaster, and, and, and nothing's been consistent. And I suppose that was why when I did the research, some of the findings didn't surprise me. Um, and I think one of the things that frustrated me more, though, is often as society we look at other people who we view as confident or view as strong and outgoing and say, well, that's just them, that's how they are. And I really disagree with that. My life experience has taught me It's in each and every one of us, this inner strength, this confidence, but we've just got to learn how to tap into it and exercise it and and use it more. And it's more common that we only really call on, on that inner strength in times of trauma or tragedy, because sometimes, you know, being strong, being brave isn't a choice. It's the only option that's left.
0: Were you ever tempted to sort of withdraw? Cause I know that uh, I mean I, I deal with sight loss. I've got I've got central vision loss and right. uh, it's progressive. But and a lot of my colleagues and friends are totally blind. And sometimes I think you know it, it, you think sometimes it'd be easier just to withdraw. It, it's just it's, it's too much to sort of deal with at times. But uh, did you ever go through like a period like that?
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize that's actually normal, and we don't have to be this inspirational robot 24-7. But you you acknowledge that time, that time of hardship, and you process it, and you let yourself have those feelings. But then normally with most people, there is that resilience that kicks in. Um, And it's kind of trying to reframe your thoughts. And I think it's about self belief. That was another one of the things that came up in the research was that self belief and believing you're worth it and you deserve it. And I think for me, I got to the point where I was like, well, these injuries are bad, but this is my recovery. I deserve to get better. And I'm going to get better. I'm going to take that choice and keep that self belief.
0: Because you, you were dealing with so much there. You had your self-image, I presume, you, you know, you're dealing with. Plus, you've got damage to your eyesight as well, which affects your day-to-day living. So there's a lot to take on there. Would you say that looking for uh, the right kind of support is something that you should do as well?
1: I think definitely. And one of the things that came up as essential to maintaining inner strength was family bonds. So I think definitely family and friends are really important. Um, part of what I did as well is I went out and met five other women and they had all faced... Um, adversity in, in very different ways. Um, there was one lady that had fought and battled cancer successfully. There was another lady who, very inspirational, she'd been one of the first um, female black police officers in a senior role within the Met. So she was kind of in a world where she, you know, people are saying she, she doesn't belong or she shouldn't succeed and she, and she sort of stood up and became a trailblazer. And talking to them all, they all had drawn on different things, but they all had that same thing in common. They had family and friends around them. That had willed them on,
0: and, and sometimes you feel that you're in the in the centre of it. When you meet these people with these sort of challenges as well, you realise that. Uh It's not all about you, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, these people are great role models and inspirations.
1: Oh, definitely. When we got together um, to do the Nourish um, pictures, I was really quite in awe of the women once I'd actually heard their stories. Um, I just thought, wow, these are normal people getting on with their lives and their communities. And when you actually start and talk to them, they've done amazing, extraordinary things and really shown the best example of inner strength that I've ever seen.
0: So what are the things then that you would say, going the other way, if you're trying to sort of build inner strength, what would you say chips away at uh, inner strength and resolve?
1: Um, I think doubt. I think, you know, it's that that mental strength when the voices creep in the head that we can't do this, we're we're not good enough. And if you've already got low self-esteem and low confidence, sometimes that lack of self-belief can really overtake your view and your opinion of what you can and can't achieve. I think also how we handle um, criticism as well, that came up in the results that a lot of people said they, they had problems dealing with conflicts and handling criticism.
0: Did, did you find people generally, though, want to be supportive roundabout? I mean, obviously you get the negative aspects of it, but generally people want to help, want to support.
1: Yeah, I think they do, definitely. But I think you're right in that, you know, you, you might get a bit of a mixture of people, but actually it goes back to that word again of choice and, you know, choosing to remember negative reviews, negative comments, or focusing on the good ones. So I think, again, we, we have that option to focus on the positive things in our life. The more um, positive vibes that we put out there, the more we'll attract and, and in return we'll make our lives better. I think if you're miserable and you're listening to all the negative things, you attract um, negative people into your life.
0: Yeah, do you know what I've learned over the years is what I call putting up stop signs. I find myself going down a certain path of thinking. I think, no, stop that. You know where that goes.
1: That's a good tip, yeah.
0: What about goals? Um, because it's all right saying having goals, but then they've got to be realisable, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when we think of goals, sometimes we think of huge unachievable things. But actually, it's all about setting yourself small goalposts and getting that sense of achievement and recognising progression um, and, and celebrating when you have success, no matter how big or small it is.
0: How is your sight now? Because, again, that's one of the challenges you have to deal with. You've had stem cell treatment, haven't you? Mm,
1: yeah, I had a cornea transplant and some stem cell treatment. I've had some really good results, and then I've had problems where then um, the cornea um, became perforated. I got infections and defects, and then it broke down again. I went back to square one, and then I had another transplant. So, I mean, you must know yourself with eyes. They're so delicate, aren't they, and yep.
0: they're so
1: sensitive. So I'm really lucky. I mean, I've I got some sight back so initially it was you know pitch black I couldn't see anything out of that eye but now I can see light and shade I can see movement and silhouette as well um, so and it's then helped me with my good eye be able to judge depth better as well so it's it's significant from how how bad it was
0: but it's an ongoing thing.
1: Yeah, it is. But I'm very fortunate. You know, the, my my right eye is good, and I drive, so stay off the roads. <laughs> but I do, you know, pretty much. The only th- times I struggle um, is if I'm in crowded places. I can't see what's coming out of my peripheral vision. On, you know, on the left hand side where the blind eye is. And sometimes it's a bit difficult to do makeup when you've got to shut one eye to put the makeup on on your eyelid and stuff. But it's amazing how well the human body adapts. You know, it's been eight years, and I can't remember what it it's like to see out of both eyes now i've 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 genuinely forgotten do
0: you know i don't know what it's like to fill a cup of tea up to the right level either (laughs) it's that long (laughs) since i've done that probably so who does katie piper look to as a role model
1: um, well, the women that I met on on the special case shoot were pretty inspirational, and you know we only spent a day together, and I don't know if they would they would know this, but they had quite a big impact on my life. And when I left that day, I thought, you know, this motivates me to put a lot of the things I'm worrying about day to day really into perspective. Um, but I'm in quite a unique position where, with my charity, um, I meet a lot of burn survivors and people with traumatic scarring who've been through terrible things that they shouldn't have survived, and they have, and. They They've gone on to have families, have careers. So I would say it's actually those real people on the ground that I'm meeting that really do inspire me.
0: And Katie, just before you go, where can we find out more about your life and and the support that's available? Because you have a foundation, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. If you go to katiepiperfoundation.org.uk, we have lots of different resources on there and contact details if you would like any help with anything or funding.
0: Katie Piper, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you.